0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of Yay Can Do, a solo show with me, Paula Thomas. Today I'm meeting with the author of a book called The Human Being Diet, which caught my attention when it was described by the Telegraph newspaper in the UK as one of the ways to minimize a middle-aged spread. The article included some wonderful photos of people who loved what they learned in the book and have adopted it as a way of life and a way of eating. And those photos were really inspiring. I then also found an article by The Times newspaper, who described it as both transformative as well as hardcore. So of course I went ahead and bought the book and read it cover to cover. The idea of feasting and fasting was intriguing and I admired how simply it's written. To me, it seems to be full of common sense, and I really liked the author's focus on achieving a metabolic reset, with an inevitable loss of excess weight over the three months of the program as the body is restored to its natural balance. The Human Being Diet now has a huge community of followers on Instagram, so I reached out to the author, Petronella Ravenshear, to learn more about her approach. And while she happily admits that there's no such thing as one solution to eating that will suit everyone, her recommendations have already helped me make really great changes to how I eat that my body definitely prefers. So, I hope you enjoy listening to Petronella Ravenshear, author of The Human Being Diet. So, Petronella, delighted to speak with you today.
1: Welcome to Ye Can Do. It's a pleasure to be here, Paula. Thank you so much for inviting me. Looking forward to our conversation. Um, and I think that your opening question really is, is it really possible for anyone to be healthy and naturally slim, even if they've struggled with their weight all their life? Yeah. And the answer to that, the short answer is yes. Oh. And it's, yeah, it's just a question of... of putting all the things that we thought we understood about weight loss, like doing lots of exercise, um, fasting for long periods of time, putting all that behind us and trying something new, jumping Mm -hmm. in and seizing um, the program in the book, The Human Being Diet, and anything is possible. And people are losing, you know, some people don't have to lose so much, Mm -hmm. but up to five or six stone yeah, and keeping it off. Yeah. You know, keeping it off for a year or longer, which is, it mm. really is life-changing. And okay. a lot of people who thought that they would um, they would never be able to lose weight, mm-hmm. nothing ever worked for them in the past. Yeah. And finally, they, they find this program that helps them to lose weight and keep it off without yeah. going to the gym. That's really key point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love going to the gym,
1: but not for weight loss. Actually, you're right. It's for a
0: whole different reason, huh?
1: Not for weight loss, exactly. There's a really good book. Sadly, it's out of print now, I think, by somebody called Stu Mittelman, mm-hmm. and it's called Slow Burn. And mm-hmm. it's all about keeping our heart rate down in order to be able to access our fat stores for energy. Yeah. So although we've been brainwashed into thinking that we have to exercise until we feel sick, pretty much, mm-hmm. it's just not true. And it's not going to help yeah. because too much exercise, too much cardio is just another stressor on the mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. And we produce cortisol, And when we have high levels of cortisol, it makes it very hard to lose weight. In fact, high levels of cortisol encourage the deposition of fat around the, particularly around the middle. So we don't want to do that.
0: Okay. Absolutely. Well, I mean, certainly from my perspective, you're absolutely right. So I would say to varying degrees, and I'm lucky that I don't have an extreme um, issue at all, but certainly, you know, I seem to constantly have three or four kilos that that I really just wish weren't there. And that's been going on for me for kind of 25 years. Um, So again, it's not devastating, but um, definitely want to, you know, just get past it and get back to where I believe my body wants Wants to be. And I think for me, that's the real difference. It's not that I want to judge it. Um, you know, I don't want to be figuring out, you know, how I'm seen or anything like, but when I think about, you know, you know, I just fat being on my body, I just feel it's not the healthiest way for it to be and your book caught my attention because I just turned 50. Actually, I think I was telling you that. Yeah. And the, the Telegraph seems to know exactly. It seems to have lots of articles for me. And the one that I really, really liked was just this, you know, I suppose the idea of sometimes creeping weight gain at midlife becomes something that is is more difficult to manage um, and that people really start to um, maybe just give up on ever getting rid of that. So for me, I thought, okay, yes, you know, I, I have a certain amount that's that's kind of bothering me. What I certainly don't want to do is give myself the permission to let it get any worse. So that was um, the reason I read the article. And then there's just some incredible stories. And I know a big fan of yours, um, Kath Weller was her name or is her name, and she just looks the picture of help. And I know she's a big advocate of your program. So yeah, just wanted to, I suppose, acknowledge you've had huge uh, visibility, I think, particularly in the UK with both the Times and the Telegraph. And I know even the Daily Mail decided to feature you recently. So. huge publicity for the work you're doing.
1: They did. And it's been a long time coming, I must say, um, because I I self-published the book at the end of 2018. And then the the idea was that I was going to speak to lots of local radio stations in in 2019 and and really get things moving. But I I had a ridiculous accident. I fell down the stairs at home and broke both sides of my ankle. Oh, bless you. Yes, and I ended up having five operations oh. and a skin graft and all sorts of amazing things, thanks yeah. to the wonderful NHS. <laughs> anyway, my ankle's fine now, but as a result, the plans to to really start publicising and talking about the book mm. went on the back burner. And it wasn't yeah. until March or April, maybe 2020, that my friend Donna Ida, otherwise known as the Gene Queen, got in touch and said, what are you doing with that book of yours? Why don't we talk about it on Instagram? Mm-hmm. And so we did. So we had a regular slot every Tuesday at 2 p.m. And actually we still do. And even if one of us isn't there, the other one carries on. Okay and talks all things HBD, human being diet. And from that grew the HBD community. So if you go onto Instagram, you'll see that lots of people have got HBD, i.e. human being diet in their Instagram handles. And that kind of identifies the, the tribe or the community or the gang. Wow! And it's a really loving, supportive, kind, incredible group of people. Who reach out when anybody's struggling, who share their recipes. And in fact, there's a, a brilliant cookbook called the HBD, uh, what is it called? It's the collaborative cookbook, Ooh. which is available on, on Amazon, on yeah. Kindle only. Yeah. And they're very talented photographers and very talented cooks, mm-hmm. a, lot of, uh, a lot of the HBD members. Mm-hmm. So people often get in touch with me on Instagram and say, well, how, how do I, how do I join up? Mm-hmm. And the way to join up is just to jump in to follow the people I follow on Instagram, mm. to post your questions, to post your recipes. And if you're having a tough time, just to say, can anyone help? Mm. You know, this is this is going on and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Um, and there are lots of really uh very experienced HBDs on there. Mm-hmm. So people to follow other than Mrs. Add to Basket, who is the lovely yes. cat weller, yes, include Donna Rider, of course, at Don mm-hmm. Rider. And lovely Lara, losing it at 50, underscore HBD. And Victoria (laughs) Palmer, HBD. Yes, we were talking with with Lara saying, maybe she shouldn't call herself losing it at 50 anymore. She could call herself lost it at 50. (laughs) Oh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious.
0: Well, you know, congratulations on making, you know, such a big difference in so many people's lives. Um, You know, that kind of community clearly comes together when they have found something that's working for them. And, you know, I work in the loyalty business, for example, and we talk about the power of advocacy. And clearly that's what's coming through in pretty much everything I've seen um, from people who have, you know, applied and tried your program, Um, you know, for. For anyone listening, first of all, we do probably need to explain exactly what is, first of all, the meaning of the title Petronella, because I know there's some dispute around the word, particularly diet. So I want to to get into that. And I also want to say I haven't personally gone through it yet. However, what I have started is I've started at the end with the lifelong principles that you have taught me, I suppose, reading the book. So, you know, I actually do know that wheat and my body really don't get on. So as much as I love bread, I've just kind of went, okay, this is, you know, really important for me to um, to keep that as maybe an occasional treat. So I've started applying your lifetime principles with a view that I do intend to do the full, I suppose, metabolic reset that you talk about, which I know is quite um, quite challenging for a short period of time. And um, that seems to be part, part of its appeal. So I'm not quite sure why it is that sometimes we want to do something. Maybe we're just looking for a quick fix. Um, and I'm sure that's something that you have to manage as well in terms of expectations, Petronella. But yeah, let's maybe start off with um, talking about, you know, what exactly is the human being diet and why did you call it that?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, Paula. And and you're absolutely right. You know, diet has so many negative connotations, you know, like, oh, you're on another diet, are you? But in its original sense, diet meant way of life. Mm. And that's why I really wanted to keep it in the title of the book, The Human Being Diet, because... What this is all about really is embracing our our ancient DNA, how we evolved as human beings, eating the non-processed, fresh, natural foods that so many of us have have sort of lost touch with today. Mm. So the idea is that it's eating natural, wholesome foods, which you can find in any corner shop, pretty much, or any small supermarket, and start to change the way you feel by changing the way you eat. Mm. And so I kept diet, even though, I mean, I'm still thinking about the second edition. Is there anything else I could substitute for that word? Because it's, it is is a a negative, a negative word. And and it doesn't matter if I tell people, well, its original meaning was way of life. And that's why I've called the human being diet, the human being diet, because it is Mm. a way of life to eat. And yeah. to live for human beings, to maximise our health and our energy and our well-being, yeah. so it is a it is a, a sticky one. Yeah. So yeah, any ideas, I'm all ears.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. And as I said to you, I love words, Petronella. So, you know, I think, you know, it's drawing attention because of the word, but it's not all good attention. So I guess we need to be aware of the, the sensitivities, as we've said, but what I loved in reading it, Petronella, because obviously I've read it now a couple of times in kind of preparation for today. What I love is that you really say that, you know, weight loss is almost a side effect of rebalancing the metabolism.
1: That's
0: right. Yeah, I was really reflecting because you emphasized that with me when we spoke last week. And when I think about my own journey, as I said, it has. You know, at its most extreme, for example, for me in my 30s, I was about two stone overweight. So that's 14 pounds. Um, sorry, pardon me, 28 pounds. Um, so that was really my heaviest. And thankfully, you know, I, I ended up following Weight Watchers and that was extremely helpful for me. And just, I suppose, have been lapsing in the last couple of years But what I've always struggled with, I suppose, you know, is the fact that, you know, I I consider myself sometimes well behaved versus less well behaved. And I think that's the shift that I had when I read your book you know, that clearly, you know, treats, for example, may be okay once a week, but I'm allowing them so often that it's actually just damaging my own quality of life, dare I say it. And then I'm, you know, beating myself up for doing that. So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a mindset and the metabolism wants to, to thrive. And, you know, I know it did when I, uh, you know, as I said, I was following a lifelong program before, so just have to get out of slipping into bad habits, I guess.
1: Slipping into bad habits, exactly. And the, the 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 treat thing is is funny, isn't it? Because it it feels like a treat to us, possibly mainly because when we were children, some you know something sweet was very often a reward for being good, totally. and it was and yeah. it was special, and it was associated with being with our mother or our grandmother and feeling loved and safe and cared for and and all those mm-hmm. lovely things. Mm-hmm. And now it's a question of, of of really in a way turning our back on that and saying well it might taste sweet and delicious but actually is this a treat for my body no way Mm. this is going to make me fatter wrinklier Mm. grayer maybe spottier definitely Mm. older Mm. and I don't think that really is a treat anymore and I find that's really helpful if I find myself reaching for something sweet mm. I, I I try not to say no to myself because I think that's like red rag to a bull sometimes and we can yeah. dig our feet in and, and get very very stubborn about it I say yeah sure go ahead mm. you can have that yeah but just remember it will make you fatter and wrinklier and hungrier and older and then I think actually no I don't think I do want that <laughs> after all yeah so it's not it's not really a treat at all but as human beings we we need to let our hair down, we need to get together with our tribe, we need to party yes. on a regular basis. And I think that's one of the things that was so awful about lockdown yes. is we couldn't get together with our friends. And so that kind of tribal thing of feasting is very important to us. And yes. that again runs deep in our DNA. So that's why on um, on the human being diet, once we've got through the first 16 days, which yes. are tough, it has yes. to be said, yes. um, but do deliver spectacular results very often, We move into phase three, which is when we have a a treat meal. So anything we fancy once a week. Mm. And really the purpose of the treat meal is to snap our bodies out of this sort of almost, well, it is a calorie deficit mode. So it's semi-starvation because if we keep up a low calorie regime for too long, the body responds by lowering our metabolism. Mm. lowering our, our energy levels. And that is designed literally to prevent us from starving to death. Mm. And it's a it's an ancient response to a calorie deficit. So once a week, we we take our body by surprise. We have a lot of extra calories. Mm-hmm. And then the body thinks, oh, okay, this is fine. We're not starving to death after all. We can mm. burn some more fat. And yeah. that's exactly what happens. So it's a very important part of the program. Mm. And even though after, after 16 days of being positively saint-like it can be quite scary to break all the rules once a week but that is part of the program yeah so it's really retraining us reteaching teaching us how to eat and eating really lots of well all unprocessed mm. natural foods as we were talking about before mm. but then once a week just saying actually this meal I can have whatever I like mm-hmm. and that's that's a key part of the program
0: yeah. I loved the, the subtitle exactly, Petronella. So feasting and fasting to energy, health and longevity. And as a side effect, it's likely you'll be be thinner too. In fact, it seems almost inevitable from the way you describe it.
1: Exactly. It is a wonderful side effect. The, the human being diet um, came about because I, in my private clinic, which I ran for, I don't know, 17 or 18 years, I came across a program via my dear friend, Gloria, called Metabolic Balance. Mm -hmm. And Metabolic Balance was a program devised by a genius German doctor called Dr. Funfack, love Mm -hmm. his name. Mm -hmm. And he, I signed up really for his program to support my friend, Gloria. I wasn't sure whether it was going to work or he said, please come along to this training. I promise you it will be, it will be really, really fascinating for you and really useful in your practice so i went along Mm. and it was a two-day intense training course with dr funfak and he systematically turned lots of things that we'd been taught in nutrition school on their heads and one of them was the idea that we had to keep snacking and keep eating yeah to keep our metabolism active Mm. so we'd been taught you know in in the um the Institute for Optimum Nutrition, Mm. that to stay healthy, we need to eat three meals a day and we need to eat two snacks. Yeah. And Dr. Funfak said, my dears, if you eat like that, your insulin levels are always high. Mm. You're always in fat storage mode. Mm. When insulin levels are high, our fat burning hormone, glucagon, doesn't get a look in. Mm. So he was saying three meals a day and five hours between each meal. Mm. And that sounded like sacrilege to us. You know, we <laughs> thought that can't possibly work. Yeah. But at the end of two days, he was very compelling, very convincing. We went away and we tried it. And mm. metabolic balance was based on a, on a blood test. So it was a, a personalized program devi- devised especially for that individual. Mm. And I worked with the program for a few years and got fantastic results with it. Mm. But eventually it struck me that it was it was kind of unfair, and I wanted to democratise the process of learning what I've learned what I'd learned in clinic mm. and largely um, via metabolic balance. Mm. And so I decided to write a book about what I'd discovered and ask myself why these rules worked, you know why it was so important to have the mm. five hours a day, why it was so important to eat equal quantities of protein and carbohydrate carbohydrates in the form of vegetables, and went through all the rules of, of metabolic balance and added in what I think is possibly one of the most important rules, not rules, but one of the most important reasons that the human being diet works is to give people an understanding of why the rules are important and why following these rules the impact it has on on our biochemistry, mm. and how that makes it an effective mm. weight loss program. Yes, but as you say, Paula, weight loss occurs as a side effect yeah. of bringing everything back into balance, of getting our yeah. insulin levels under control. Yeah. and insulin, remember, is is a hormone, and when one of the hormones in our bodies, like insulin, is out of tune, is is playing the wrong tune, yeah. then nothing in our in our body's going to work all our reproductive hormones and everything else can get whacked out of line, if you like. Mm. Which brings me on to Christy, who was um, in her 30s when she discovered uh, the human being being program, human being diet. And she had put on a lot of weight and she'd had terrible problems with her hormones and endometriosis, which is Mm. when... The, the lining of the womb grows in the wrong place it grows elsewhere mm. rather than in the in the lining of the womb rather than in the womb mm. and she picked up the human being diet and she lost five stone and she wasn't really expecting it to have any impact or hadn't considered any the impact it might have on her mm. on her hormones but after just one month on hbd, she was no longer crippled by the monthly, pain mm. she no longer had to take to her bed she no longer had to be taken to A&E by her family or by her friends because she could barely stand up wow. and it actually has really changed her life and she's been on it for more than a year now mm. and she's really uh, a fa- fabulous inspiring person to follow on Instagram and her handle mm. is Christy's Human Being Diet 2021 Wonderful. So I really can't recommend her highly enough because it is yes. it's it's been completely life-changing for her mm. unbelievably fabulously yeah. positive wow
0: yeah, and and I have to admit, I'm the only marketeer in the world who's not on Instagram uh, yet. I think I'm going to have to get over that. Um, purely a an attention management um, decision a few years ago, but certainly listeners of Ye Can Do have been asking us to go on Instagram. So I think we're going to have to figure it out. But I do love sounds like the
1: times come. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> well, you're an Instagram influencer, Petronella. You've obviously built an extraordinary business on the back of that platform, which I think is why. Not every digital marketeer expects to happen, and so rarely does. So, yeah, it's, um, it's fabulous to see that you've created a community and that they really do identify with you so strongly.
1: It's it's really exciting, and I'm so grateful to them because what I meant to say before was, if it wasn't for the human being diet community, the HBD gang, you know, who said to me at the beginning of of lockdown 2020, "Let's get on Instagram." Let's, wow. let's talk about the human being diet. Wow. And, um, and from, from there, everything grew. Yeah. I also wants to say that even if you're not Yay Can Do listeners on Instagram, we have got the humanbeingdiet.com website. Yes. And I'm ashamed to say that although there are a few blogs on there that I haven't put anything up, <laughs> time flies <laughs> since January this year. Yeah. This year has just flown past. Um, but I will put the Times article up there and um, you know, some more recipes. And as I yeah. was saying, there are recipes on Amazon in the collaborative, the human being yeah. uh collaborative cookbook. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I really want to say was i it's it's really important to put the legwork in as far as reading the book goes. Yeah. Because understanding the principles and understanding why you're following the rules is a yeah. vital part of the program. Mm. And if you think, well, I'll just pick it up on Instagram or, yeah. you know, just it, 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 it doesn't work yeah. because what happens if we don't understand the rules is it's much too easy to break them. Mm. But when we understand exactly why we're doing, why we're, we're, we're following the rules that we are following, it makes everything much easier. It makes it yeah. mad not to follow the rules. Okay. It really turns it around in people's heads. So okay. that's really, really important
0: yes and I did look on your website as well when I was obviously reaching out to you Petronella and I know that you also had an opportunity for like monthly FAQs and um, so I'm hoping that you're continuing with those because I can imagine that's something that I would find useful I'm not sure if it's also on Instagram another reason for me to go there but um, it felt like you were doing maybe like a, a community call on on Zoom or something where you can just kind of you know join for an hour and um, the a small fee i think associated but that's something i would find invaluable because i always feel like i have a particular food or question or something that i want you know an explanation or you know permission to to maybe include in my own um way of eating so yeah hopefully you're still doing those are you
1: yes we slacked off a bit because i had we had this massive um move uh in the last couple of months it's been pretty full on but yes absolutely we were doing regular zoom support well courses as well as ad hoc meetings okay and we also did courses to talk people through the first 16 days to talk them through and support them because Mm -hmm. that really is quite tough and it, it is the good thing about doing something really tough is it gives you an immense sense of achievement sure and You know, as women particularly, we spend so much time beating ourselves up Mm. and saying, oh, look now what you've gone and done. And we hardly spend any time saying, I'm so proud of you. You're incredible. I can't believe you did that. You got through that 16 days. You got through that 16 days with no oil, no alcohol, no sugar. No yes. Graves. I'm yes. so proud of you. Mm-hmm. So it's really good that we have, really important that we spend that time to congratulate ourselves. Yeah. But it, it can be hard doing things like that alone, which yeah. is why it's really lovely to hold people's hands in the first 16 days. Yeah. And there will be another big reset coming up in September. That's kind of back-to-school time. We've we've had a lovely time during the summer. We've maybe drunk quite a lot of rosé. We've had lots of barbecues. (laughs) We've had lots of parties. And then September is, okay, let's get serious. Let's get back to school and get get ourselves into really good shape. And then rather than going into January, feeling overblown, bloated, upset with ourselves, we can go into January after having some fun at Christmas, mm. feeling light and energized and, and ready for the new year, 2023, yeah. whatever that might bring. Yeah. So that, that, you know, helps us. We've got September, October, November. Yeah. So it's a three-month program. I yeah. say it's a three-month program, but it's a three-month program that turns into a forever phase. Yeah. yeah. Which it's is exactly
0: learning- why I like it. Exactly. I mean, I I wanted to ask you, like, do you ever worry that people are too extreme and take your, I suppose, short-term advice and, you know, take it beyond what you've intended um, and, and maybe end up going too far in the other direction? Because as we've said at the beginning, it is a sensitive subject and people are eating for all sorts of reasons. You've acknowledged that in the book as well. And I do want to ask about that side, the emotional side, I guess, of eating, but do you ever worry that, um, you know, people maybe if they're not in the community do start to go um, and start undereating uh, to a level that that could be a problem?
1: I do worry about that, Paul. It's, a, yeah, another really, really good point, a really good question. And there are, of course, people who've suffered in the past with eating disorders who are attracted to any book with the name diet yeah. in it, with the word yeah. diet in it. So, and the, the part of the problem is that in the first 16 days, very often we lose a lot of, of weight very quickly. A lot of that weight happens to be water weight. yeah. But it doesn't really matter because it inspires people to carry on. Yeah. And thinking, wow, you know, it's the end of the first week. I'm five pounds lighter. Of course I can do another week of this. Mm. But that's at the end of the second week is when it has to stop. Okay. And when we have to start putting in more calories. Otherwise we go into starvation mode. We stop losing weight. And okay. it's actually bad for us as human beings, to be in calorie deficit for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. And as we said, apart from anything else, it's going to mean that we stop losing weight. Yeah. So going into phase three can be quite scary, but it's a really, really important thing to do because we're adding the olive oil back in. Mm-hmm. Olive oil is really one of the original superfoods mm-hmm. and beloved by our, our gut microbes. Mm-hmm. And we're also adding in the treat meal. So yeah. we're saying, we're not on this strict regime for life. Mm-hmm. You know, this this actually fits in with with real life and with, with mm. our life as healthy, happy, happy human beings. Mm. And again, there's there's a um, a kind of terrifying part when we get to the end of this, the the three months, mm. when we're happy with our weight and mm. we're moving into phase four, what does phase four mean? What does it look like? Mm. And I'm aware that there isn't enough information on phase four in the book. Yeah. So that will be addressed in the second edition, which is coming up. Mm-hmm. It's making HBD fit in with our with our normal life, with our day-to-day life. Yeah. And it's experimenting with adding in grains, maybe mm-hmm. dairy, if we've been dairy-free, mm-hmm. adding in more treat meals. So can we get away with two treat meals rather than one treat meal a week? Mm-hmm. Can we mix our proteins? Yes, in phase mm-hmm. four. Yeah. And just seeing what suits us as individual human beings, because what suits one person, yeah. as we know, doesn't necessarily suit the next. Yeah. So it's a journey of self-discovery into what suits our personal biochemistry and Mm. what suits our genes and what suits our microbes, which is why I don't really hold much store by the the DNA diets. I think that we are so much more than just our DNA. Mm. Our our DNA is microscopic in Mm. comparison to the microbial DNA that we carry in Mm. our bodies. Mm -hmm. And so again, what suits one person's actual human DNA may not suit another because of the microbial DNA. Yeah. So it is a journey of self-discovery.
0: Yeah. And, And I do want to pick up on the point about you really do emphasize the importance of diversity of nutrients and nourishment. And I mean, I remember vividly actually just a light bulb moment for myself, Petronella, and I was probably 20 something and going to a yoga class. And I remember it was the very first time anybody told me that actually the reason we eat is for nourishment. And clearly that is stating the obvious. But for me, I think when I grew up, you know, we just ate everything that was put in front of us and we ate to satisfy hunger. I've certainly eaten for comfort and all of those things. And again, we know the value of, of treats and fasting as well as, you know, as we've talked about. But it really struck me that it was bizarre that I hadn't thought that all of the food I was putting into my body had a role to nourish my cells. And that was quite, and you really do emphasize that. And to that, your point just now, like exactly that thing, like nobody can say actually, you know, it's this mix of vegetables and Paula needs. It's actually, we all need a lot of variety.
1: So the body then finds what it needs. Exactly, that's that's such an amazing realization. Did you say that you were in your twenties when you yeah, realized that? Yeah, well, yeah. that's very early. That's very young, Paula. You're streets ahead of most of us. <laughs> a lot of us don't really put two and two together till we're in our forties or fifties. Wow, it's easier for for guys, I think, because they have a much less, for some reason, um, emotional connection with food. They they okay. they see they tend to see food more as fuel, like you were saying. Okay. It's putting the right petrol in the car to get the right performance out of the car. Okay. And so especially being with Ricardo, my husband, during lockdown. Before before lockdown, I used to work through often not eating lunch. Mm. Guys tend to take lunch very seriously. So when we went into lockdown, I started eating lunch with him. And actually I found myself feeling much better. Yeah. Um, than I had before, you know, kind of braving it out and going through until mm. six o'clock or whatever. Mm. But yes, eating for nourishment, eating to put the raw materials into our body that we need to get yeah. the most out of life, out of, out of our experience on earth. Mm. Because this, this this body, this physical body, is how we experience all sorts of spiritual things on earth as well. Yeah. It's not just like trudging through earth with a... A meek body, as Ricardo calls it. <laughs> it's maximizing, maximizing our experience of everything yeah. the world has to has to offer. For so sure. yes, you did really well to discover that in your 20s.
0: Thank All you. Time. Thank you. As I said, I'm still, you know, not as well behaved as I'd like to. But anyway, that's, uh, that's the journey. And yeah. yes, I'm still happy to have at least have that level of awareness consciously. Sometimes I think it also needs more subconscious programming because you know you said to me last week when we talked together that you know it's the survival instincts of i suppose eating you know everything that's available at every opportunity that a lot of us you know have really i suppose struggled to overcome so our survival instincts are really deeply programmed and the new way of surviving actually in in terms of not needing to eat everything that we want to eat is actually a different way of thinking and and you have tools as well actually I liked in the book Petronella around, for example, you know, if people do eat like I do from time to time when I'm, you know, emotional or lonely or any of those reasons, which are not about clearly nourishing that I've talked about, you know, tools like journaling, for example, um, and also, you know, just even checking in on a daily basis with the reasons for, you know, wanting to have this healthy approach to nourishing our body, like I think it's really important that we, you know, talk about these tools a lot more because, you know, a way of eating, there are lots of, you know, alternatives out there, you know, lots of programs, you know, dare I yeah. say it, um, lots of books about diet. But I do think it's important to get this um, mindset right. The, the idea it's about really, the possibility. It's really, really
1: important. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks. And absolutely, deep in our DNA is is. The, the memory of starvation mm. of dying of dehydration or freezing to death or you know being alone and unable to fend for ourselves when attacked and so all those all those feelings those en- ancient feelings mm. compel us to do something about it you know we yeah. we move we 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 have to we in the past we had to take to our feet yeah. to find the solution to hunger to thirst to loneliness mm. to cold and we've kind of lost touch with a lot of that But really, I think it's really important to remind ourselves, okay, so you might be looking at ourselves thinking, oh my goodness, how did this happen? I put on so much weight Mm. and reframing that Mm. and saying to ourselves, I am one of the survivors. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on this earth today because my ancestors were very good at surviving. They were very good at finding food when food was scarce. They were very good at eating a lot of it Mm. when food was available Mm. and they were really good. Yeah. As at storing the excess of that food as fat. Mm-hmm. So hurrah to that. <laughs> we, you know, we're here on this earth yeah. today and we should celebrate that. Yeah. And as you said, but now the new survival tactic is to see food and to say, actually, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to eat that food right now. Yeah. And I think that's what eating three meals a day gives us, it gives us a sense of sanity. Yeah. It also means that when we're combining protein with carbohydrates and not having any sugar or not for the first 16 days, that that has an amazing, miraculous knock-on healing effect on stabilizing our blood sugar, our blood yeah. sugar levels. Yeah. So when we're used to eating high carbohydrate, high processed food, it means that our blood sugar is swinging up and down. It's like a terrible seesaw of blood sugar yeah. going too high and then crashing down too low. Mm. When it's When it's low, which happens, it's like a rebound reaction from high high blood sugar levels when we've had a lot of sugar or processed food. Mm. We're not only feeling shaky and very hungry, but we're also, it's almost impossible to resist the urge to eat something. And very often the urge to eat something sweet or processed, Mm -hmm. which starts the whole process again. And it's ultimately exhausting. Mm. It wears out our adrenal glands Mm. and it uses up our nutrients, it uses up our B vitamins, our vitamin Mm. C, magnesium and is ultimately exhausting. Mm. So really the key key part of the the program in the book is to get our blood sugar under control. Mm. And that means not going for long periods of time, like 16, 18 hour fasts. We need to eat within an hour of waking up in the morning Mm. to re-establish healthy blood sugar controls Mm. and also to re-establish healthy um, leptin sensitivity. Mm -hmm. A lot of us have lost our sensitivity to leptin, which means the body has no idea that actually we do have enough fat stools for energy. Mm -hmm. We don't need to eat to replenish our fat stools. We've already got them. And eating within one hour of waking Mm -hmm. can help to resensitize our body to to Mm -hmm. leptin. Mm -hmm. And then the body says, actually, we have good enough fat stools here. Mm. We can go out, we can have fun, we can reproduce, we can party. Mm-hmm. Everything's all right. <laughs> so well, really music key.
0: to my ears, Petronella. As you know, I have a couple of months of partying ahead. Um, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to enjoying all of that, but also it's looking really forward to, you know, enjoying the rest of my life following, you know, a really nice, balanced um, regime, I think, you know, that feels good day in exactly. and day out.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's that's exactly what... Um, Lara losing it at 50 and Kath, Mrs. Add to Basket yeah. on Instagram have discovered <laughs> yeah. that actually we feel so much better when we're choosing the foods that we know that suit us. Yeah, Of course, we can let our hair down once or twice a week and have fun. And of course, we can have more fun. when We're on holiday, but we actually look forward to getting back from holiday and getting back on the straight and narrow because it makes us feel so much better. So of course parties are fun and fun's Mm. important. Fun's a vital part of our life. Yeah. But, you know, day to day, it's discovering through the human being diet what suits us personally Mm -hmm. and sticking to that because that's a treat for our body. Never mind the the sugar, which is making us older and fatter and wrinklier and (laughs) grayer. It's actually a treat for our bodies to be given wholesome natural food and to have pauses between meals and to drink lots of lovely fresh water and sure we can drink tea tea and coffee as long as it's black but only with meals because Mm. otherwise that's breaking our fast Mm. and a lot of us actually there are a lot of diabetes specialist doctors who forbid their patients from drinking coffee black at all because of the effect it can have on our blood sugar because it can put us into mild fight or flight and when we're in fight or flight guess what happens mm-hmm. the body thinks we better release some sugar into the system to give us the energy to run away mm-hmm. so yeah so even okay. though yeah that black coffee might be nothing to do with danger that mm-hmm. is sometimes how our body can interpret the caffeine in it wow yeah
0: yeah, yeah. And there is a lot of anxiety in the world as well. And again, we're not going to talk about that here. But um, yeah, sometimes I think caffeine does have a role to play in that. So I'm not a nutritionist, but um, definitely mm. can hear that, uh, at least with a meal, seems to make more sense um, in terms of our teas and coffees.
1: Exactly. On the Instagram, because people follow, obviously, lo- lots of other um, expert voices the glucose goddess, Jason Fung, you know, Mark Hyman. Uh, Stephen Gundry all sorts of people and we've all discovered things that work for the people that we've worked with best of all so Jason Fung for example will say black coffee between meals is not breaking fast Mm. in my experience people do better when they don't have the black coffee Mm. in between meals Mm. the glucose goddess says start with carbohydrate I say start with protein mm-hmm. we've all found different things that work yeah but what I would say to people if you're listening to this yay can do lovely yes. listeners, yes. and you're thinking that sounds really interesting I I think I'm going to give that a go mm. give it a go give it go the whole hog mm-hmm. don't do anything half-assed with HPD yeah Do it with your whole ass, if you like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And don't don't take little bits from here and little bits from there. Follow the advice in the book to a T. Close your ears to advice about coffee in between meals or starting Mm. with carbohydrate. Really embrace the HBD principles and you will get amazing results. I can almost guarantee that. And if you don't get the results, you're likely possibly making unintentional mistakes. Mm. So, do let's connect on the HBD website. Mm-hmm. Do sign up for the HBD newsletters on thehumanbeingdiet.com. Mm-hmm. And let's keep in touch because I want you to get the most out of this program as you possibly can. Yeah. Read the book and reread it yeah. and prepare to feel fabulous. You can do it. <laughs>
0: Wonderful. Okay. Well, on that sense of possibility, Petronella, I'm going to say thank you so much
1: from Ye Can Do. Thank you so much, Paulette. And thank you, Yekandu. Thanks so much for reaching out. It's been such a pleasure talking to you.